Welcome to an LDS Guided Meditation and Mindful Reading, companion to The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Come Follow Me Studies. I am your host, Trisha Haney. This week's episode covers October 4th through 10th, Doctrine and Covenants, Sections 111 through 114. I will order all things for your good. If you haven't already, please join me for my new podcast, Meditative Reading, The Book of Mormon. Let's begin by sitting or laying in a comfortable position in a quiet space. Close your eyes. Be mindful of your breathing. Be aware of the air as it enters and exits your body. Be conscious of the rise and fall of your chest as your breathing deepens. Recognize the air that surrounds you, the warmth or the coolness of it as it touches your skin. Observe your thoughts. This is your time to let go of the past and future worries for a time and to be in the present. If you find your thoughts wandering, gently bring them back to the present by focusing on your breathing. As we continue to relax our bodies, you may choose to incorporate movement by stretching or moving the body part before relaxing it or you can choose to remain still. Soften your face, your eyebrows, eyes, cheeks, and jaw. Relax your neck and your shoulders. Let the tension flow down and out through your arms, wrists, hands, and fingers. Relax your core, your spine, chest, abdomen, and hips. Let the tension flow down and out through your legs, ankles, feet, and toes. Scan your body for any places that you still might be holding tension and release it. If you are sitting, straighten your spine, lift your chin, and drop your shoulders. Continue to soften your body while your breathing deepens.
Doctrine and Covenants, Section 111 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Salem, Massachusetts, August 6, 1836 At this time the leaders of the church were heavily in debt due to their labors in the ministry. Hearing that a large amount of money would be available to them in Salem, the Prophet, Sidney Rigdom, Hiram Smith, and Oliver Cowdery traveled there from Kirtland, Ohio to investigate this claim, along with preaching the gospel. The brethren transacted several items of the church business and did some preaching. When it became apparent that no money was to be forthcoming, they returned to Kirtland. Several of the factors prominent in the background are reflected in the wording of this revelation. I, the Lord your God, am not displeased with your coming this journey, notwithstanding your follies. I have much treasure in this city for you, for the benefit of Zion, and many people in this city, whom I will gather out in due time for the benefit of Zion, through your instrumentality. Therefore, it is expedient that you should form acquaintance with men in this city, as you shall be led, and as it shall be given you. And it shall come to pass in due time that I will give this city into your hands, that you shall have power over it, inasmuch that they shall not discover your secret parts, and its wealth pertaining to gold and silver shall be yours. Concern not yourselves about your debts, for I will give you power to pay them. Concern not yourselves about Zion, for I will deal merciful with her. Tarry in this place and in the regions round about, and the place where it is my will that you should tarry for the main shall be signalized unto you by the peace and power of my spirit that shall flow unto you. This place you may obtain by hire, and inquire diligently concerning the more ancient inhabitants and founders of this city, for there are more treasures than one for you in this city. Therefore, be ye as wise as serpents, and yet without sin, and I will order all things for your good, as fast as ye are able to receive them. Amen. Doctrine and Covenants Section 112 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet to Thomas B. Marsh at Kirtland, Ohio, July 23, 1837 Concerning the Twelve Apostles of the Lamb This revelation was received on the day Elders C. Kimball and Orson Hyde first preached the gospel in England. Thomas B. Marsh was at this time President of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you, my servant Thomas, I have heard thy prayers, and thine alms have come up as a memorial before me, in behalf of those thy brethren, who were chosen to bear testimony of my name, and to send it abroad among all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people, and ordained through the instrumentality of my servants. Verily I say unto you, There have been some few things in thine heart, and with thee with which I, the Lord, was not well pleased. Nevertheless, 
Inasmuch as thou hast abased thyself, thou shalt be exalted. Therefore all thy sins are forgiven thee. Let thy heart be of good cheer before my face, and thou shalt bear record of my name, not only unto the Gentiles, but also unto the Jews. And thou shalt send forth my word unto the ends of the earth. Contend thou, therefore, morning by morning, and day after day, let thy warning voice go forth, and when the night cometh, let not the inhabitants of the earth slumber because of thy speech. Let the inhabitants be known in Zion, and remove not thy house, for I, the Lord, have a great work for thee to do in publishing my name among the children of men. Therefore, gird up thy loins for the work. Let thy feet be shod also, for thou art chosen and thy path lieth among the mountains and among many nations. And by thy word many high ones shall be brought low, and by thy word many low ones shall be exalted. Thy voice shall be a rebuke unto the transgressor, and at thy rebuke let the tongue of the slanderer cease its perverseness. Be thou humble, and the Lord thy God shall lead thee by the hand, and give thee answers to thy prayers. I know thy heart, and have heard thy prayers concerning thy brethren. Be not partial towards them in love above many others, but let thy love be for them as for thyself, and let thy love abound unto all men, and unto all who love my name. And pray for thy brethren of the twelve, admonish them sharply for my name's sake, and let them be admonished for all their sins, and be ye faithful before me unto my name. And after their temptations and much tribulation, behold, I the Lord will feel after them. And if they harden not their hearts, and stiffen not their necks against me, they shall be converted, and I will heal them. Now I say unto you, and what shall I say unto you, I say unto all the twelve, Arise, and gird up your loins, take up your cross, follow me, and feed my sheep. Exalt not yourself. Rebel not against my servant Joseph, for verily I say unto you, I am with him, and my hand shall be over him, and the keys which I have given unto him, and also to you, Lord, shall not be taken from him till I come. Verily I say unto you, my servant Thomas, art thou the man whom I have chosen to hold the keys of my kingdom, as pertaining to the twelve, abroad among all nations? that thou mayest be my servant to unlock the door of the kingdom in all places where my servant Joseph and my servant Sidney and my servant Hiram cannot come. For on them I have laid the burden of all the churches for a little season. Wherefore, whithersoever they shall send you, go ye, and I will be with you. And in whatsoever place ye shall proclaim my name, an effectual door shall be opened unto you, that they may receive my word. Whoso receiveth my word receiveth me, and whosoever receiveth me receiveth those, the first presidency, whom I have sent, whom I have made counselors for my name's sake unto you. And again I say unto you, that whosoever ye shall send in my name, by the voice of your brethren, the twelve, duly recommended, and authorized by you, shall have power to open the door of my kingdom 
unto any nation whithersoever ye shall send them, inasmuch as they shall humble themselves before me, and abide in my word, and hearken to the voice of my Spirit. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Darkness covereth the earth, and gross darkness the minds of the people, and all flesh has become corrupt before my face. Behold, vengeance cometh speedily upon the inhabitants of the earth, a day of wrath, a day of burning, a day of desolation, of weeping, of mourning, and of lamentations. And as a whirlwind it shall come upon all the face of the earth, saith the Lord, and upon my house shall it begin, and from my house shall it go forth, saith the Lord. First among those among you, saith the Lord, who have professed to know my name, and have not known me, and have blasphemed against me in the midst of my house, saith the Lord. Therefore see to it that ye trouble not yourselves concerning the affairs of my church in this place, saith the Lord, but purify your hearts before me, and then go into all the world, and preach my gospel unto every creature who has not received it. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not and is not baptized shall be damned. For unto you the twelve, and those the first presidency, who are appointed with you to be your counselors and your leaders, it is the power of this priesthood given, for the last days and for the last time, in the which it is the dispensation of the fullness of times. Which power you hold? in connection with all those who have received a dispensation at any time from the beginning of the creation. For verily I say unto you, the keys of the dispensation which ye have received have come down from the fathers, and the last of all being sent down from heaven unto you. Verily I say unto you, behold how great is your calling, cleanse your hearts and your garments lest the blood of this generation be required at your hands. Be faithful until I come, for I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to recompense every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega. Amen. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 113 Answers to Certain Questions on the Writings of Isaiah Given by Joseph Smith the Prophet at or near Far West, Missouri, March 1838 Who is the stem of Jesse, spoken of, in the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth verses of the eleventh chapter of Isaiah? Verily, thus saith the Lord, it is Christ. What is the rod spoken of in the first verse of the eleventh chapter of Isaiah that should come of the stem of Jesse? Behold, thus saith the Lord, it is a servant in the hands of Christ, who is partly a descendant of Jesse, as well as of Ephraim, or of the house of Joseph, on whom there is laid much power. What is the root of Jesse spoken of in the tenth verse of the eleventh chapter? Behold, thus saith the Lord, it is a descendant of Jesse, as well of Joseph, 
unto whom rightly belongs the priesthood, and the keys of the kingdom, for an ensign, and for the gathering of my people in the last days. Questions by Elias Higby What is meant by the command in Isaiah 52nd chapter 1st verse, which saith, Put on thy strength, O Zion, and of what people had Isaiah referred to? He had referred to those whom God should call in the last days, who should hold the power of the priesthood to bring again Zion and the redemption of Israel. And to put on her strength is to put on the authority of the priesthood, which she, Zion, has a right to by lineage, also to return to that power which she had lost. What are we to understand by Zion losing herself from the bands of her neck? Second verse. We are to understand that the scattered remnants are exhorted to return to the Lord from whence they have fallen, which, if they do, the promise of the Lord is that he will speak to them or give them revelation. See 6th, 7th, and 8th verses. The bands of her neck are the curse of God upon her, or the remnants of Israel, in their scattered condition among the Gentiles. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 114 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Far West, Missouri, April 11, 1838 Verily, thus saith the Lord, It is wisdom in my servant, David W. Patton, that he settle up all his business as soon as he possibly can, and make a disposition of his merchandise, that he may perform a mission unto me next spring, in company with others, even twelve, including himself, to testify of my name and bear glad tidings to all the world. For verily thus saith the Lord, that inasmuch as there are those among you who deny my name, others shall be planted in their steed and receive their bishopric. Amen. It is now time for the self-guided part of today's mindful practice. Please take this time to pray and ponder about those spiritual things in your mind and heart. Use your breathing to remain in the present. Listen to and ponder those things that the Spirit quietly places into your prepared mind. The Spirit can show you great things when you take the time to listen.
Thank you for taking the time to join me today. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email me at ldsguidedmeditation at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Stay positive, stay grateful, and take the time to be still and ponder as you walk side by side your loving Heavenly Father through this complex and beautiful life.